This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where personal spiritual growth is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion, where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. What's going on, practitioners? How we doing? How's everybody doing? Let's talk about how family fits into your rule of life. Yeah, so... Interestingly enough, I don't think our dad knew anything about the rule of life or that it existed. Probably not. Probably until, like, now. Yeah, until, um, like, we started talking about this. But our family, our immediate family, always valued family. Yeah. And so a lot of the things we're going to talk about for the rule of life in family they showed up in our family. Mm, that makes um, me feel good. Yeah, even though dad didn't know it existed, but because family was such a priority and the spiritual health of the family was such a priority, he did a lot of the things that you need to do for a rule of life. Also, our mom did a lot of those things. She did. She absolutely did. Both of them did. It yeah. was, it, I mean, but that's, well, and we're going to get there, but it's a family effort it's a family affair right you specifically pointed out dad but i wanted to also say that our mom carried a lot of that as well oh no she did and that's a fair point well i was fixing to move into the fact that this is going to be a really easy conversation for us to have because family is such a huge part of us and our mom was literally at everything literally anything we were doing yes mom's there and we're at home, anything we needed done, mom's doing it. Yes. Like, family was everything for us growing up. Is everything. Uh, agreed. Um, agreed. Could not agree more. Yeah. Um, As two dudes who live, like, Within away. a five-minute drive yeah. of our parents, family yep. is everything. Yep, exactly. I actually live... A 60-second drive from my family, from yes. my parents. So, yeah. You do. And I, I also want to, like, I understand, before we jump into this, I want to, like, I understand that family is a hard conversation for a lot of people. Yes. Because their metaphor construct of family is not good. Family was abusive. Family was hurtful. Family was harmful. Family yeah. always fought. Um, family was the place where I was vulnerable and got taken advantage of. Mm. Family's not a good metaphor for everyone. Yeah. But even to those people, here's what I would say to you. You have a family. It may not be your blood family, mm. but you have a group of people that you have made family. Now, whether they're the right type of people or not, you know, that's for you to decide but what I can tell you is that even within yourself, that means that you know the value of family mm. because you made one up. You created one because you know you needed it. So can we just talk about the Fast and Furious movies for a moment? <laughs> yes, we absolutely can. Because family. Because family. Yeah. Dom's whole deal yeah. is that 
the people around him are his family. family. Yeah. Whether they're actual family or not, they're family. Yeah, absolutely. And because family, because family, you do what you do for family and because of family. Yeah. And so, you know, Barney's thing in How I Met Your Mother about nothing's Mm. legendary unless your friends are there to see it. Yeah. Why can he say that? Because Because his friends are his family. Yeah. They're all each other's family. Do they have family outside of that? Yes. But like, no, they're each other's family. Yeah. We just happen to be lucky enough that our family is still our family. Yeah. Family is such a weird word if you like say it enough times. <laughs> it just sounds weird. I hadn't really thought about that. Uh, just just break it just family. 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 <laughs> it sounds like a made up word. <laughs> I don't know how it sounds made up. All words are made up, but that's kind of but funny. It, but it just it sounds like a weird word to me. Like I don't <laughs> I don't know why you think it sounds like a weird word. All right. So with disclaimers out of the way, if you were going to break your family up into categories, not by people, but the unit into categories of the things that you should be doing together. Think, wait, hold on. The things you should be doing together? Yeah. So like... Like what are the things that y'all do together that make you family and a healthy family? Play. Okay. Well, I don't know. I would I would put one category for quality time, just okay. in general. Okay. Um, because that can come in a myriad of different ways. Okay. Um, I would also say that you should be serving together. Okay. Mm, and working together. Okay. Maybe that's just because that's how our family broke down. Yeah. But, like... You missed a pretty major category, actually. Worshipping together? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was kind of putting that under serving. Oh, um, got you. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you break them into that category, into those categories, because you've never read this book. No. And Ken breaks them up in a very similar. Oh. He even He even brings in serving. Hey. <laughs> so, good job. Thank you. So, the first category he wants to talk about is, he says, uniting for rest and worship. And I can only speak from our own experiences, but... We didn't rest well. Probably part of the reason I don't rest well now. Same. We just didn't do it because dad didn't do it. Mom didn't do it. Everybody went and went and went and went and went. Now, there came a time where that stopped, but I'm not going to talk about it right now because I need to talk about it in another category that Ken talks about. So I can only speak from our own experiences. And it, it is not helpful that we come from the same family. It's really not. In this setting, it's not. But it also is because we remember the same stories. And also remember those same stories differently. Yes. So one thing that I remember is I remember mom and dad never making us sit with them at church. I don't remember it ever being a rule, you're going to sit with mom and dad at church. I had a different experience about that, actually. But, but I always remember never not wanting to sit with mom and dad. Yeah, so because I was younger, I think just in general, don't get too far away from mom and dad. Oh, got you. And so 
we, I always sat with mom and dad because when we were in that um, church that we had the friends and the, yeah. the people that we could go sit with anywhere in the church, um, I was still too young. Don't get too far away from mom and dad. Got you. And also mom and dad were the youth pastors and the yeah. youth sat together. Yeah. So we ended up all sitting together anyways. Yeah. Um, and so I, I had a different fair. experience with that because I always sat with mom and dad in church until yeah. I started going to church. Well, I did too. I always sat, but I don't ever remember being a rule I had to sit with them. Yeah. I just never really sat anywhere else. Mm. Um, and I will say, I do think there's something to the fact that our family sat, sat together, together and church. worshiped together Absolutely. at church. I don't want to say the first time. One of the first times I ever saw my dad cry. At church. Was at church. I just looked over and saw the spirit was working in him in a certain way. And he had tears running down his face. Yeah. Wasn't a moment of weakness. It was just a moment of the, the spirit is in this moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there was something about that that reminded me that, you know what? My dad is human too. Yeah. And which is a very big piece of family is recognizing the humanness in your family. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I'm sure also, I mean, our dad, if you know our dad, it's no secret. He's a pretty like, like people have, has wondered like, so do you serve in the military? Or are you a cop? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's just, yeah, he's just that kind of guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's just that guy. And so, like, you can imagine growing up with that guy. You didn't see that guy cry. No, not often. Um, and we didn't talk about our feelings. Mm. I think you and mom talked about your feelings a whole lot more than I ever had. Yeah. So, like, seeing my dad cry in church. It was a different kind of deal. Well, it's like the only time you learn that as a man, it's okay to cry. Is at church, yeah. Because you never see him cry any other way. Yeah. At least until he started getting older. Yeah, so now he cries much more often. Uh, I, our mom likes to say that grandchildren made him soft. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but, like, there are things about worshiping together as a family that you learn about your family, that you learn about who you are as a person and where you come from by worshiping together that you just don't get if you don't worship together. Well, worshiping together opens a door for vulnerability. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, when you're worshiping, you are completely vulnerable, or at least in, if you're worshiping in a healthy way, you should be completely vulnerable with God. Um, agreed? Mm-hmm. And if you are worshiping with your family, you are being vulnerable with God in front of your family. Correct. And that's a very healthy place to be. I think that's, I think that's why there's a, I think that's why God instituted corporate worship experiences. Yes. Agreed. So there's something about worshiping together. The next category that Ken talks about, and this is why I had to save that other part, is. He calls it protecting your time together. Yeah. So our parents, when we were growing up, were youth pastors. Mom was a stay-at-home mom, but she was a homemaker. 
But dad also worked a full-time job. Yeah. Of which he drove to about two hours a day. Uh, uh, no, one way. Yeah, one yeah, way. One, one way. way. And had to travel for work a lot. Yeah. So it got to the point where there dad... Was, there were seasons of life where we barely saw him. Correct. And they just decided that we weren't going to do that anymore. And so, and part of it was because I got older and I started running into my own things too. And so they took one weekend a month and they put a note on the door like, hey, family time, don't knock. They'd tell students, hey, don't call. Yep. Call one of the other leaders. Yep. We're doing fa- they would tell me, hey, you can't go anywhere. It's family time. Yeah. Uh, one weekend a month. They, like, when they saw the problem, they were like, we've got to protect our time. Yeah. And, and now that we're older, we make time. All of us yep. try to make time for family time. And, you know, I realized this earlier today. I thought about this, and it made me really sad. We haven't had true, genuine family time in a minute. Yeah, it's been like, a, uh, well, with all with all of us there, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, and that makes me really sad. Yeah, we'll have uh, to. We've just been so busy, we fell out of it. Well, we also did We also did get some we, we when we went up to our grandparents. Yes, we did. But we, we, Which that was only like a month ago. Right, but some of our uh, lifestyles yeah. have changed, um, and so like we were getting it like two or three nights a week. We were. That is true. We were uh, getting in a lot more. And our lifestyles have changed some since then. And so, like, I noticed that our quality time together as family it, yeah, has went depleted. down. And you, you definitely feel it. You do feel it. Right? It's, it's different. So, then um, he talks about practicing hospitality together. I think my childhood was epitomized with practicing hospitality alongside the family. We were always doing something. Well, a part of that came because mom and dad were in the youth ministry. Unpaid. Yep. Yeah. Volunteer youth ministry. Um, and, and so dad was an unpaid youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, hence or, why he still worked a full-time job. Hence why he still worked a full-time job. And so what does that come with being a PK? All the church events. All the things. You are in the church every time the door the doors are open. Right? Yep. Um I knew the church that we grew up in, like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. I knew where everything was in that building. If yep. somebody asked me, hey, where do I find X? Oh, gotcha. it's in this closet in this room way down that hall on the east side, on the south side. Like, I knew that church because we were constantly in it serving together. Yep. And what did you you learn about family in those moments? I learned a a few things. It could put a strain on your family if you're not careful. Mm. It could. Very much so. That's why you got to protect your time. That's why you got to protect your time. It could put a strain on your family if you're not careful. But also, um, again, it creates vulnerability with your family. Um, But the biggest part for me was always that it created a stronger bond 
Mm. Yeah. So I would agree with that. The hospitality serving, working together kind of thing, it did create a a better bond. (laughs) It also creates hard times. You are right. It can put a strain on everything. You get too stressed out and those kinds of things. I do remember fighting with our dad a ton because we were both stressed out to the max as a kid. I think doing hospitality and serving alongside family, the thing that I remember most, and this says a lot because I don't have a great memory. I remember serving and being hospitable alongside you and mom and dad. And I remember being a kid, high school age, and just going, hey, um, you know, this is teaching me that I really think people just want me to be kind. Mm -hmm. Like all this like religious stuff that we do, Mm. like all, all the things, all the judgment, all like people all seem their most happiest. People all seem their best self. When we're just kind. And what does that lend itself to? In what way? What So for you, what whenever I say, what does that lead to? What comes to your mind? I'm curious because I know what comes to my mind. I don't know. I guess I don't understand what you're asking. For me, that creates a good time. What, kindness? Just in general, like yeah. serving people, being kind. Yeah. It leads to a good time. Yeah. Um, which leads to stronger relationships. That's the deal. It's the deal. It's the it's the euphoria of it all. Because if there has there were times that we were doing mission work and we were working on houses and things got stressful yeah. and we weren't being kind to each other. Yeah. And it we weren't having the the best time and we weren't exhibiting kindness, but the times where we were kind to one another, kind to the people that, you know, we were serving some of the best memories I have in my life. Yeah. Well, and Ken, you know, he has a section in there about praying for one another, praying with and for one another. One of my most memorable spiritual experiences if I could have like a top five most spiritual moments of my life, number one and number two happened with family. And they weren't in a church building. They weren't in a church service. They were when family chose to stop and pray for and with me. Mm. Yeah. Just very, very powerful moments. And that's why every night I pray with my kids. Yeah. Um, Because those were like that openness, that experience of relationship in that way. And I think this even gets into Ken's last section about like a family that's on mission together. Like I think my dream Like, if I could have one dream for my family, my immediate family, is that we would all, to the best of our abilities, in very real and radical ways, be on mission 
to live out the kingdom of God together. Mm. And I think, you know, the gospel is very clear that happens through prayer. That, that happens through worship, that happens through service, that happens through being kind, that, that happens through all these things that Ken is talking about. And I think the most beautiful picture I could have is my family together being on mission to live out the kingdom of God. So what do we always talk about? The individual is being the, their own little pocket of the kingdom of God. Yeah. As a family, if you were all your own individual little pockets, when you come together... You're a big one. Yeah. You're a big pocket that could reach and catch so many more people. Yeah. You're the limbs on your tree and Jesus's metaphor are much wider. Yeah, absolutely. There is more places for people to come and receive restoration. If you are united as a family. Yeah. Well, and, and here, here's what has to happen in order for that to happen. Dads, mm. don't be a jerk. Yeah. Love your kids. Be kind to your wife. Um, moms, don't do the things that you do that <laughs> upset dads. Or, uh, be considerate. Uh, um, dads, also don't do the things that you do to upset yeah, no, moms. No, no, fair. Too, yeah. like, well, that's why I said. Just, don't be a jerk. J- just in general, everybody in the family. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. Be considerate. Yeah, because here's the deal. Here's what family gives you. Whether you have family or not, you still need friends. Mm. But what family gives you is your first friends. Family gives you a starting place for these relationships. And yes, your person may need more than that. I know I'm a person that as much as I love my family, I need more relationships than what my family can offer. But they were my first, and so therefore they're still my strongest. Blood is thicker than water. Yeah, and and I think part of that is because if you're not a jerk, like you don't ever remember meeting me. No. I remember meeting you. Yeah, because you're significant. Because I'm older than you. But you don't ever remember meeting me. No. I was, quote unquote, if we persist in the metaphor, I wasn't in real life, but I was your first friend. Yeah. Had I not been a jerk, had you not had moments of being a jerk, we would have been each other's, like, you. I would Best have been friends. your f- first friend. Yeah. That's what family is. It's, it's your first relationships. And family is one of those things where it's like school. Everybody starts out with 100. You got to screw it up for it to be broken. Yeah. And when you screw up in the school, like metaphor, you got to grade on a curve. Yeah. You got to have grace for the people in your family. Yeah. Because they're going to screw up. This is the whole thing I was saying earlier. You have to recognize the people in your family units, humanness. Yeah. You have to understand that they are not perfect people. They will screw up. I have wronged you on many, many occasions. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. But we had grace for each other. We loved each other through it. And now, as adults, we consider each other our best friends. Um, 
And doesn't that tell one of the best stories of Christ in the gospel? 